Hey everybody, welcome back to the Nothing Of Podcast. You're here with Brian. Uh, ben actually couldn't be here today. We had a little scheduling conflict, so I'm running solo today. Hope you guys don't mind. But uh, Ben probably would have been upset since we have another Marine on. I know he uh, has been a little upset that we've had way more Marines on the show than any other branch. So uh, maybe it's good he's not here. But in any case, we have an awesome guest. Um, kind of a double whammy, really. He is an entrepreneur, which we love to talk to. But also, too, he is a fitness coach, um, among other things. He's a lifestyle coach, a uh, health coach. So he is really one guy that I think you should listen to, to get you on the right path to change your life. You know, what we talk about on the show is going from zero to one and making all kinds of improvements in your life, whether it's business or health, uh, fitness, anything like that. You know, we want to give you the tools to to make that change, you know, to, to make that 180 and um I think Taylor is the epitome of, of that guest. So without further ado, I want to introduce Taylor Morgan of The Captain's Lifestyle, which he has an awesome website, but I want to bring him on, let him talk about his uh, background, where he came from, how he got started, uh, his time in the military, and then uh, we'll get into it. So with that, Taylor, I want to turn it over to you. Thanks for being on the show. Glad you're here. Brian, thanks for having me. Although I, I will say that I do mind that it's just you. I, I was promised both you guys, so I'm pretty disappointed. I'm sorry about that. It's, <laughs> it's been, the scheduling has been a challenge for us, as you know. It's it's been tough. Yeah, no so worries. Apologize. But uh, no, it's, it's been a running joke in the show. It's oh, it's not intentional. Almost every guest we have has been in the Marine Corps, and uh, uh, Ben is he was in the Army, so uh, we always go back and forth a little bit. But uh, gotcha. No, I know he would he would love to talk to you, so he sends his apologies. He couldn't be here. Mm. But that being said. I, I'd like to get into it. I mean, I, I, we already kind of talked about your, your military service, but mm-hmm. um, we always like to kind of talk about background, you know, maybe where you grew up, kind of how you got started, what made you, you know, maybe choose the military and just kind of hear where you came from and then how you got sure. into um, what you're doing now. Sure. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> I grew up in Lodi, California and uh, played sports all throughout my life. And so when I was growing up, it was either, become a professional baseball player like my dad following his footsteps or join the military. Okay. Those are kind of the two options uh, after, you know, become an explorer like Indiana Jones. That was kind of one of the first things when I was <laughs> a kid, but the more realistic options and really only one because becoming a professional baseball player, I didn't work hard enough at it. So the only real option was join the military. I always knew that I didn't want to go to college that just, did not appeal to me whatsoever and for multiple reasons and I didn't know it at the time but you know I don't believe entrepreneurs should go to college depending there are right. of course some entrepreneurial um, jobs that do require college that little piece of paper but for most entrepreneurs I don't recommend going to college there's a lot of things with the school system that I disagree with and um so, I, yeah, like I didn't know it at the time, but I had always had entrepreneurial tendencies, you know, selling baseball cards, mm-hmm. hosting garage sales, always looking for, you know, thrift store finds to, to flip. But, um, yeah, so wanted to serve my country for sure. I knew that. So made the decision to join the Marine Corps. So that's what I did after high school, served four years as a machine gunner in the Marine Corps. Very nice. And uh, deployed to Okinawa and Korea, I would end up breaking my ankle before my second deployment. That was one of the major turning points in my life. And I would say that was the catalyst of change to what got me going down this path that I'm on now and led me to what I'm doing today. Because I broke my ankle when I was drunk, uh, just being stupid, a stupid Marine. Yeah, I was actually jumping from rooftops of beach houses. (laughs) whole crazy story that goes behind that well at least there's a good story behind it that's that's oh it's it's the craziest story of my life we can get into it if you want to um Uh, since you since you set it up that way i think we have to now (laughs) (laughs) okay um so yeah uh i'd say i was i think i was 21 at the time and i went over to a crossfit party um with my crossfit friends it wasn't at the gym but and they rented a beach house for one of their birthdays. And so uh, I live in, or at the time, the, I was stationed in Camp Pendleton, so okay. Southern California. Yep. 
and got drunk as usual. I would drink almost every single weekend when I was in the Marine Corps, drive back to base drunk, which was horrible. Um, so yeah, got hammered. And th- that was the first time that I had ever tried weed. So my friend handed me his weed vape pen thing. Mm-hmm. So I took a hit of that. And it was the first time I had been what's called crossfaded. Yeah. And <laughs> I thought that I was living in a dream. I, I didn't really know what was going on because I was already basically blackout drunk. Right. And then with this new substance, I was like, whoa. So it's like 2 a.m. Uh, thankfully, my friends tried to put me into bed because I was trying to drive home as usual. Yeah. Um, but I was having none of that. So I snuck past her, grabbed my keys, proceeded to walk to my car, which was about a mile away in the parking lot. And as I'm walking back to my car, no shoes on, by the way, I left my shoes at the house. Yeah. I randomly got the idea that I wanted to climb onto these beach houses. Who knows where that came from? Yeah. And so that's what I did. I started climbing on these houses and I came to one house and they're their window, one of their windows was cracked open. So me being in the dream state that I was, climbed into the window of this beach house. It was their bathroom. Wow. I (laughs) walked down the hallway. There was was a doorway and I looked up, there were stairs leading up and there was a dog sitting at the top of the stairs at at 2 a.m. Yeah. And he looked right at me. We made eye contact. He didn't make a noise. And so I just closed the door and continued on my journey exploring this house and anybody home or was it just the dog oh yeah wait for it okay okay that's part yeah so i came to this girl's room and she was sleeping in her bed you know because it's 2 a.m oh my god and i i didn't know what to do i wasn't i didn't know what was going through my head i wasn't necessarily planning to find anybody i don't I, i don't know but i just stood there watching her sleep then this is only a matter of like 30 seconds max. And then she woke up. She must've felt my presence or something. And she was like, who are you? And I was like, I'm Taylor. We met at a party, you know, just coming up with something off the top of my head. And she was like, Nope, didn't go to any parties. And she was like, I'm, I'm going to call the cops because I don't know you. And I was like, Oh, that's all right. I'll just leave. And That's what I did. I went back out the same way I came out the bathroom window, jumped down to the street and started booking it back to my car. (laughs) And so then I was like, Taylor, you're retarded. Like you got to go apologize for, for doing that. That was, that was a dumb thing to do. So naturally I wanted to get back to her house via rooftop. So now I climbed onto the roofs of these beach houses and was jumping literally house to house landing. That makes sense. Shingles breaking, sliding down. Um, to try to get back to her house. Uh, thankfully, I, I didn't end up making it there. So I came to a gap that was pretty significant and I decided to go for it. And I landed on the other side, but when I landed that there was a loud snap and right. that kind of sobered me up a bit because I could clearly tell something was wrong. Lowered myself off the roof, hobbled the rest of the way back to my car, past the security guard who had no business being a security guard in the first place. Woke up in my car around 7 a.m. and drove back to base with my left foot because my right foot was throbbing. Um, and yeah, that's that is how I broke my ankle, which okay. yeah, which led me to stop drinking after that for two years because that was clearly not something that um, that I was proud of. Yeah, I I can see that <laughs> that. that. All right. Yeah. So, so that, yeah, that was the catalyst of change. That was my wake up call. I was happy with the way things were going. I didn't like, you know, drinking every weekend. I wanted to be more productive with my time. So like I said, that literally sobered me up. I started diving deep into all things, personal development, (laughs) um, going to the gym even more, even with a broken ankle, because I hate that people give the excuse, oh, I'm injured. I can't work out. Like, okay, well, is your whole entire body in a cast? Like, can you literally not move at all? No, of course you can move. You can go work out. I interviewed a guy on my show with no arms and no legs, and he still works out. So you literally have no excuse. So that, that's a big pet peeve of mine. Uh, I taught, my health, taught myself how to handstand walk during that okay. time. because I was like, if I can't walk on my feet, 
I'm going to learn to walk on my hands. So that's what I did. <laughs> another, um, another reasonable um, assumption. All right. Right. I like yeah. it. Uh, just read a lot of books, started taking online college courses, just trying to, my better, to better myself any way I could. Right. And because uh, I was really upset that I had to miss my second deployment, that I couldn't be there with uh, my guys. Um, so I, I wanted to make the best out of it. Uh, so yeah, after that, I got out of the Marine Corps, became a CrossFit coach, okay. ended up coaching, being the head coach of the biggest CrossFit gym in Saudi Arabia, did that for six months, ended and up Scott, not liking it. How did you manage that? I mean, that's a huge jump to get to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I, I don't know. They reached out to me. I was coaching at my local gym in Dana Point. Okay. And I uh, just got an email one day said, Hey, we found you on Instagram. We're opening up a new gym. Would you be interested in coaching? And uh, I actually had another offer from a gym in the Cayman Islands. Wow. And yeah, they, they even flew me out there to the Caymans, uh, checked out the gym, coached there. Wonderful gym, wonderful community. Beaches were even better. But I turned them down simply because Saudi Arabia, with all of their wealth, paid me more money. And at the time, my thought process was, I can, I can survive for in a place that I knew I would not like. Obviously, I would have loved the physical location of the Cayman Islands more. But just getting out of the military, I was like, okay, I can survive in a place that I'm not going to like, you know, not being fully happy for more pay because right. I did it in the Marine Corps for four years for very little pay. Right. So that was my mindset at the time. I was like, I can make money and not be happy. Come to find out I could give two shits about money if I'm not happy. Right. So that's part of what led me here today because the Saudi lifestyle is almost opposite of how I like to live. So it was, um, it was difficult there. They wouldn't let me do my job as head coach. Um, and so, and why was that? I mean, was it cultural? Was it religious? I mean, what was the, what was the, the difference like? Uh, yeah, cultural. Okay. I think th they're catching up slowly. Um, CrossFit is kind of a new concept there. So is, you know, just health in right. general is kind of a, a new concept there. And when I say all this, it's, you know, generally, of course, there are some yeah. people who are outliers, but the general population there doesn't have any regard for their own personal health. They, most of them smoke. Mm -hmm. I've seen, you know, they don't care about the environment. I saw on multiple occasions, them flicking their cigarette butts out on the street, dumpsters overflowing with trash, um, stray cats, you know, laying dead in the street. It was just a dirty, hmm. dirty place where I was. They don't eat well. They stay up till, 2, 3 a.m. in the morning, drinking coffee, and then they wonder why they're so stressed out and overweight, and it's like, ah, it made me crazy. It's like, and then they would come up to me in the gym saying, Coach, I've been coming to the gym for so long now. Why am I not seeing results? And I would say, like, well, how are you sleeping? What is your diet like? Right. What, how's your stress levels? Their answer would always be the same. You know, I'm lucky if I get six hours. My diet is pretty good which as I'm sure you know, anybody who says their diet is pretty good usually means that it's not. Uh, yeah. And then they were stressed out from work um, because a lot of them there have jobs simply because they pay a lot of money. A lot of the people I talk to are quote unquote successful entrepreneurs or executives, but they don't like their job. They're super right. stressed out. They just keep it because it pays a lot of money because the mindset there is all about money. Okay. And I'm like, you can't expect the gym to offset the other 23 hours of a bad lifestyle. That's not how it works. So that amongst uh, wanting to be my own boss led mm -hmm. me to create what I, what I do today, the captain's lifestyle. That's awesome. So, I mean, do you think with, I don't know if I know how to ask this question the right way, but do you think in Saudi Arabia, it, I mean, it, it kind of seems like you're describing people that are more interested in showing off for, other people like is that kind of the mindset it was just more about impressions and how other people perceive you is that yeah you know? and, and absolutely and again this you know generally yeah um but absolutely like there's there's so much flashiness 
and uh, like for example, I, I saw Rolls Royce there. I mean, nice. I saw many Rolls Royces there, but one specifically was parked out of our apartment complex every single day, and it was a beat up Rolls Royce. And you, like you, I never thought I would see a beat up Rolls Royce, but this one had like, um, you know, dents and scratches, and they just buy things just because they can and just to to show off and. Um, again, generally speaking, right. like oh, they're right. all nice people, you know, when I'm interacting with them, but just the mindset there is, is completely different. Hmm. It, like, for example, uh, slavery was just outlawed there. I believe in, it was either 96, I believe it was 96 because they still have workers there, but they're technically treated as slaves. They just pay them shit wages and right. they live in these little shacks outside of these literally mansions um so i don't i didn't like the way they treated them and those are i mean those people are mostly people from other countries right like the saudis it's like Indo indonesia you know okay. malaysia countries like that who so that's the saudis like kind of got. feel like they're they're above manual labor is that kind of how it is yeah <laughs> okay yeah interesting yeah I, i've never been there but it's i've heard similar stories it's interesting mm -hmm. but it I mean, it sounds like had you not had that experience, you probably wouldn't have headed down the path you're on now. I mean, is that a fair assumption? 100%. I always okay. say all of my, you know, quote unquote failures have led me to my successes. Yeah. I had, you know, every single one of the, the major failures or turning points as they, like, as I now recognize them, have led me to success. And I'm happy I went through all of that. I'm happy I broke my ankle. I'm happy I went to Saudi Arabia because if I hadn't, who knows where I would have been. Right. I love where I am now. So all of that experience has led me to, to where I am today. That's awesome. Yeah, we, we've talked about that before. And I think, I think that's a good point. And I just like to touch on it every time I can, because I think a lot of people tend to get down on themselves. You know, they have failures or they, they make mistakes and it's like, oh my God, I made a mistake again, or I got fired again or this or that. But it's like, you know, that, that kind of stuff will eat you up inside, you know, and it, it's one of those things. It's like, yeah, maybe you made a bad decision, but at the same time, okay, you learn not to do it again. And now maybe the universe, God, whatever you want to say, maybe it was meant to be. Maybe you had to get in that car accident. Maybe you had to fall off a roof, right? You know, for yep. as terrible as it was, you probably wouldn't be where you're at now. And it's awesome. So I, you know, it's, I'm beating a dead horse, but I always like to, to do it because it's, I think a lot of people fall in that rut, especially especially now, I think in 2021, people are so easily distracted by so many things that they don't realize that there's so much opportunity out there, you know, and that's, that's one of the reasons I started the show. Um, but everything you're doing, I mean, the, the fitness, education, everything, everything's out there, you know, so there's no, there's no excuse, you know, just like you said, there's no excuse not to be successful. Or there's no excuse not to be healthy. Um, yeah. I mean, assuming you don't get a terrible disease, obviously, but um, as far well, as even then it, it depends on if it's chronic or acute. Chronic illness is 100% preventable. It's lifestyle right. related. The choices you make throughout your lifestyle have led you to develop this disease over many years. Things what, like, what would you consider a chronic disease just for our listeners? Like, yeah, uh, anything. So it's not my definition. It's like what the definition actually okay. is. It's like anything that develops over long periods of time. It doesn't just happen. Okay. You know, like obesity. You don't right. just wake up one day and you're obese. Right. Same thing with heart disease, type two diabetes, um, arthritis, you know, anything like that. It doesn't just happen. It gradually happens because of your lifestyle choices. And so yeah. that is all preventable, you know, acute injuries or illnesses, those might not be preventable. you know, like if you get hit by a car, like, you know, right. tough luck, there's nothing you can do about that. Well, do you even think too, I mean, uh, I think we're making a lot of progress with um, a disease like, you know, cancer, right? But do you think that even cancer could be, the risk of cancer could be reduced with lifestyle? Or do you think that even someone that has cancer could reduce their risk of, um, when I, I forget the term, um, someone that's being treated for cancer could actually make a lot of progress by making positive lifestyle choices instead of just relying on medication, correct? 100%. Cancer is yeah. curable. Cancer is a chronic illness. No healthy person gets cancer. No healthy person gets any chronic disease for that matter. Okay. And what are, I mean, what are some of the, 
like for the average person, I, I think, and I'm saying this because I include myself in that category, you know, what are some of the, for the average person out there, what are some of the, the biggest changes that somebody can make that would put them on the right path? You know, what, what mistakes are people making that you see? The six pillars of optimized human performance, which okay. is what I teach in my program. So mindset and brain health comes first, sleep, nutrition, uh, or actually, no, I'm sorry. It's yeah. Mindset and brain health, sleep, then communication, uh, and relationships, then nutrition, then exercise, then biohacks and supplements and all the, okay. you know, sexy, cool, new stuff. So sleep by far is the most important thing that people are overlooking. Okay. If you don't have good quality sleep, nothing else in your life can be optimized. People, you know, I hear every single day, people think that they're getting by on anything less than seven hours and it's just not possible. It is impossible. Now, I guess I shouldn't say impossible because there's like up to 3% of the population who has a variant in um, a, a specific gene that allows them to get by on six and a quarter hours of sleep per night. But even then, like even if you do have that genetic mutation, mm -hmm you could still probably benefit from more sleep. Interesting. So how could someone, because I'm going to use myself as a, as an example, like I've, I've had jobs in the past where I've had to be up extremely early, you know, or stay up late. And I always kind of felt like I get in that groove of, okay, my, my job requires me to really only get four hours of sleep because I have to be up at two in the morning or whatever it is. And I can't fall asleep. So I'm sleeping four hours on a consistent basis. And I kind of get in that groove of, okay, I'm sleeping four hours a night. This is okay. And you kind of get accustomed to it, but how would someone, let's see, I'm trying to ask this the right way, but how would someone know if they're in that position where I'm sleeping four hours and I'm just fine, like what are some of the signs of someone not getting enough sleep, even though they feel like they are, I know that's kind of a loaded question, but yeah, no, I think I mean, here's the, here's the statement. If you're sleeping anything less than seven hours, you're sleep deprived. Okay. Period. Okay. Like no ifs, ands, or buts there. Even if you feel like you're doing everything right, I promise you there is some area of your life that is lacking. There has to be because your brain cannot function at its peak level if it doesn't have time to recover, sleep is literally when your brain and your body has a chance to clean itself. And, you know, it, it literally forms the memories and gets you ready for another day. But if you, if you don't do that, then it's impossible to be fully productive. It's impossible mm -hmm. to be fully happy. It's impossible to be healthy. So yeah. And, and the physical symptoms, if you struggle to get out of bed in the morning, mm -hmm. if you need caffeine or multiple cups of coffee throughout the afternoon um, to function. If you have trouble falling asleep, if you toss and turn throughout the night, like if you feel groggy and irritable and have brain fog, like so many things correlate to correlate with poor sleep, like food cravings, mm -hmm. for example, people who struggle mm -hmm. to lose weight, a lot of them, a lot of them might think that they're eating properly, which they're probably not, but it, a lot of it has to do with sleep because when you're sleep deprived, uh, the two hormones in your body, leptin and ghrelin, ghrelin is a hormone responsible for making you hungry. Leptin is a hormone responsible for making you feel satiated. So when you're sleep deprived, ghrelin increases. So you are hungrier mm -hmm. leptin decreases. So you feel less satiated. And also when you're sleep deprived, your, uh, decision-making ability is dramatically reduced. So you make bad decisions when you're sleep deprived and wow. you eat bad food because you have the food cravings. Right. And then it's just, you know, that cycle. Right. Yeah. And then you can't sleep all that well because you're overweight. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. It's all it a just cycle. Makes it worse. Yeah. And I'm okay. So what are some steps? I know we're kind of covering the basics here, but I think it's important because I, I fell in that trap and I, a lot of the things you're talking about are things that I still struggle with. So I'm, I'm asking for that to people like me that are just really kind of struggling with it. But um, what are a lot of, what are some basic things that people can do to, to um, make a more comfortable environment to get the proper amount of sleep? I mean, I've heard, you know, weighted blankets, I've heard, you know, cold beds, I've heard, you know, obviously darkness. I mean, I think a lot of people overlook those things, but what do you, what do you recommend? Yeah. So there's a bunch, um, but to make it simple, 
I created what's called the four, three, two, one, 30 method. Okay. And this is a nightly ritual that you can get for free. Uh, the link is in my Instagram bio, any of the podcast show notes, uh, it's info.thecaptainslifestyle.com. You get the free PDF version and it's four hours before bed, finish up all intense exercise because exercise raises your core body temperature and also raises cortisol levels. So even though exercise can be a positive stress on the body, mm-hmm. you don't want cortisol or your body temperature elevated before you go to sleep. Okay. You want both of those minimized before you go to sleep. Um, three hours before bed, you want to finish up your last meal, your large meal. Okay. Because you also don't want to be digesting food when you're trying to sleep because that also raises your core body temperature. Um, if you've ever experienced, you know, the meat sweats, for example, after dinner, you, you know, yeah. you're digesting that big meal and you get hot. Sure. So yeah, don't want that before bed. Then two hours before bed, limit all forms of stimulation. So light and loud noises, primarily light is the biggest one. Okay. And, uh, because blue light specifically from devices, overhead lights, any type of light, really, um, it signals through the photoreceptors in your eyeballs that it's, you know, midday because it's the same wavelength of blue light that the sun produces when it's high noon. So that's why if you're on screens while you're in bed or watch TV before bed, you might have trouble falling asleep. And if you do fall asleep, then the quality of the sleep is not going to be good because your body's not producing melatonin. Blue light shuts off melatonin production and darkness stimulates melatonin production. So after this, we'll get into the morning ritual, which sunlight is is a big part of that. Um, you could also get things like blue light blocking glasses and install software on your computer and switch your phone screen red. So there's hacks to, to get around that. Right. And then one hour before bed is limit all liquids, especially okay. if, you, if you have to wake up to pee in the middle of the night. That, that's a very simple trick to, to not do that anymore. Because if you wake up during your sleep, that obviously impacts the quality of mm-hmm. that sleep. And if one hour doesn't work, push it to 90 minutes, even up to two hours. If you go that long and you still have to wake up to pee for guys, for uh, especially that could be a sign of prostate issues. So <laughs> go get that checked out. Uh, also at the one hour mark is begin your nightly ritual. And this is going to depend from person to person, but anything that winds you down and relaxes you. So reading, journaling, meditation, stretching, things like that. Okay. The 30 stands for uh, take your supplements 30 minutes before bed. Again, this is going to depend hmm. based on you individually, but the one that I recommend everybody take is magnesium okay. because 80% of the population is deficient in it and it plays a role in over 300 different bodily functions. Most notably specific to what we're talking about is it improves deep sleep, which is the restorative mm-hmm. stage of sleep. And it also reduces your stress. So okay. amazing supplement to can, take before bed. Can I, I want to take a pause right there. Mm-hmm. I, there was a time when I was having a lot of anxiety prior to going to bed. I would lay in bed and worry about random things. I mean, I would worry Mm -hmm. about getting older. I'd worry about getting a crazy disease. Like, and in all fairness, like, like I'd worry about like my kids growing up and I would almost be in tears lying in bed, not being able to sleep because of worrying about things like that. Right. Things I can't control. Right. And I did start to take magnesium. And I'd noticed a lot of those issues went away. And I felt like since I've started taking the magnesium, I can lay in bed and I feel a, almost a drop off where it's like, I'm going to go to bed now and I can close my eyes and generally I'm out. Right. So is that from the magnesium? Cause it kind of sounds like what you're describing is that for someone that's experiencing what I'm talking about is magnesium a good place to start. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I wouldn't, it's definitely not the only thing. Supplementation is usually one of the last things that I recommend. Okay. But for something like magnesium, which is absolutely a crucial mineral that we need, uh, supplementation with magnesium is, is so simple and so easy. Right. Like why, why wouldn't you do that? Um, and two is because you're not going to get a lot of magnesium from food. 
of course, there are some foods that are naturally higher in magnesium, mm -hmm. but because our soils have been getting depleted of right. many minerals, magnesium included, over, you know, through monocropping and poor farming uh, practices, supplementation almost becomes required. So, mm -hmm. yes, supplementing with magnesium is something I recommend every single person do because it, it can be that big of a game changer, especially if you suffer from anxiety and high stress. Okay. Interesting. Because I, I think a lot of people default. And the reason I ask that, I think a lot of people default to alcohol, you know, that I can't sleep, I'm gonna have a drink before bed. Yeah. And that's, um, you know, I'm sure we'll get into it too. But it seems one of the things I've heard that really messes with their sleep is alcohol, even though it will correct me if I'm wrong, it will maybe essentially cause you to pass out per se, but the quality of sleep you get by drinking before bed is it's kind of counterproductive. Is that correct? Also? That's exactly right. Okay. Yeah, I've tracked this with both myself and my clients with sleep trackers. You're almost everything, every marker that we're tracking decreases with alcohol before bed. So HRV most notably, which stands for heart rate variability, mm -hmm. which is probably the best, um, predictor of how you're capable of handling stress, all types of stress, mental stress, physical stress, because it gives you a score. I use the whoop with my clients to sleep and activity tracker based on your HRV, you get a score for that day. And every single time that I personally have drinking alcohol, my HRV the next day, which means my ability to handle just daily stressors mm -hmm. is dramatically reduced. Hmm. And obviously physical and mental performance decreases with that as well. Um, so yeah, you're exactly right. Alcohol as well as over the counter sleeping pills and prescribed sleeping pills for that mm -hmm. matter, don't actually help you sleep. They sedate you. So you're unconscious, hmm. but the quality of your, that sleep, exactly like you said, is, is not good. That's why you still wake up, you know, feeling tired and groggy and you continuously need those sleeping pills to, you know, get what you think is sleep. Would you consider uh, like a melatonin pill? Would that be something you'd avoid also? It depends. Okay. So it, almost every answer is going to be, it depends right. on your situation. I take melatonin only on occasion. Okay. Um, I take usually 0.3 milligrams, which would be three micrograms. I think melatonin is greatly, uh, I was going to say overprescribed, but overdosed, I okay. guess. Um, most stores, the lowest you'll see is like one milligram, which can be too much. It is too much if you take it on a daily basis. Right. Um, high dose melatonin is fantastic for overcoming jet lag. Like if you're okay. traveling to multiple time zones, because um, melatonin and light, like I mentioned, is one of the things that sets your circadian rhythm, which is your body's internal clock. So it can be fantastic for that. But you don't want to supplement with higher doses, anything over like 0.5 milligrams on a daily basis, unless you're over the age of 55, when melatonin production naturally starts to drop, then you can supplement it if you're hmm. having trouble with sleep. But any young person should not be supplementing with it daily because it can interfere with your um, pineal gland is where it's produced with its natural production of it. So, and I heard that they're now prescribing it to babies, which also is horrible. I don't recommend you give it to your child. Um, do the, do it the natural way by getting sunlight in the right. morning. That's literally morning sunlight is literally what signals to your pineal gland through the photoreceptors in your eyeballs to not only shut off melatonin production from the night before, but reset it for that night. So okay. the more sunlight exposure you get in the morning, the better you sleep at night. As long as you know, you stay off your devices and right. block the light in the evening. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, I can, for anyone out there listening, it, I've tried to do pretty much everything you're talking about. And one of the huge things I noticed, like you said, the, just the blue light filters on my phone and uh, computers and stuff. I've, I've, all my computers that I use, I have the uh, blue light filter, sun, sunset to sunrise. I feel like that made a huge difference. The magnesium has made a huge difference in me getting to sleep. Um, and I, I, at least for me, I feel like I, I, I know when I'm ready to fall asleep. And I, like I said, it's just a drop off. I lay in bed and I feel like I'm out. And then I can tell, I feel like I'm doing the right thing because eight hours later I wake up and I'm like, all right, I'm good. I'm ready. Uh, yeah, so, real quick. I, I want to mention that night shift 
both on your phone and on your computer is not the same thing as okay. getting a red light filter. Oh, okay. I'm glad um, you said that. Yeah. So it, it can help a little bit, okay. but night shift is not blocking even close to, you know, all the, all the blue light. Okay. Um, so there's, there's a software called Iris that I use and that okay. I recommend. And it literally turns your screen completely red. Um, so you can toggle it on and off. Right. I use health mode during the day, which blocks some blue light. But then in the evening, like two hours before bed, I'll switch it to sleep mode. And okay. then it just blocks all blue light. Same thing with your phone. I have it to, I can show you, but oh, you said this is only audio, but I can triple click the home button and then it just turns completely red. Oh, very cool. Yeah. That's, that's cool. And so for there's anyone that would, go ahead. I was going to say there's links to both those things that I mentioned in the free PDF. Oh, very cool. Um, that I mentioned. Yep. Yeah. yeah, we'll definitely, and we'll, uh, for the listeners out there, we're going to link to Taylor's website and all of his, his sites on our website too. So if you're driving, we'll uh, have all those links for you. Um, that's awesome. That, that's really cool. The, um, now there's so much, there's so much to talk about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Where do we want to go? Well, I mean, you're such an awesome dude. Like I was, you know, obviously looking at your website and everything like you, you offer so much. So I want to kind of try to cover everything. But um, the one question I had for you, is, you know, you, you talked about how the soil is kind of depleted and, you know, people aren't getting the proper nutrients from mm -hmm. their food. So is there, you know, for me personally, like I, I struggle with my diet. Like I struggle with eating, like I know what I should eat, but I still struggle with eating the right things. And I think partly because I'm still not sleeping right, just like you said. So I know I need to work on it. But if for someone that is trying to someone out there that maybe is struggling to eat properly, is there, what would you recommend for that? Cause I know it's too tempting to get fast food. It's too tempting to buy the processed food or the prepackaged food. Like, is there um, a program or a system that you recommend, or maybe a, I mean, I don't know if this is the best way to do it, but is there a supplement that people could take to kind of get them on that right track to get their nutrients through food as opposed to, you know, supplements? Yeah. So the first thing that I would recommend is define why you want to eat healthier. Like if you want to lose fat, for example, okay, everybody in the world wants to look, you know, look good naked. Everybody in the world wants that. That's why there's, you know, it's one of the most common New Year's resolutions to get on a diet and go to the gym. Everybody wants to lose fat, gain muscle. Okay, sure. got it. Why do you specifically want to lose fat, gain muscle. Oh, because uh, I just want to lose 10 pounds. Okay. Why not nine pounds? Right. Why not 11 pounds? Why, why 10 pounds exactly? What, what is that number? Okay. Right. Well, I guess it's not about the 10 pounds. I, I just want to, I want to look good. Okay. Why do you want to look good? Well, I want my wife to look at me the way that she used to, so we can have more fun in bed. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. Now that's why you specifically want to lose some body fat. Got it. So once you've described or defined why you want to get healthier, and maybe it's another reason, that's just an example. Maybe you want to live long enough and healthy enough to be able to play with your grandkids, for example. Okay. Right. That's a good reason. Now keep that in mind. Next time you go to, you know, have the cookie instead of the apple, for example. So keeping your why in mind, the bigger reason why you're doing this, because it's hard. It's hundred percent hard. That's why so many people fail on their news resolutions. Cause they're like, yeah, I'm going to go on a diet and go to the gym for a whole year, but they didn't actually define why they want to do that. So when it does get hard, they're like, ah, I'll just do it next year. Instead of remembering, Oh, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this so I can play with my grandkids when I'm 75 and not have to be wheeled around in a, you know, nurse nursing home. Right. So that can be very powerful. Second, I think the world of nutrition is so people make it so complicated, but in reality, it's very simple. Of course we can get, you know, go down a few rabbit holes and get very nitty gritty, but for right. the average person who is struggling with their nutrition, I recommend, you know, just eat real food Okay. because it's almost impossible to overeat on real food. Nobody overeats on broccoli and steak <laughs> and carrots and, sure. you know, Nobody overeats on that. They overeat on the process stuff. Okay. So, so could you, eat, could you say like basically focus on the food that you could find yourself in nature? Like, would that be a good way to think about it? 
Yeah. So real food, meaning it either grew from the ground okay. or was alive at some point. Okay. Right. And, you know, some tips to do that, shop the perimeter of the grocery store. Usually you don't want to go down the aisles. That's where most of the processed crap is. Um, I mean, just eat like an adult, you know, what right. real food is fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little starch, no sugar. That's CrossFit's definition, which sure. is why it's ingrained in my head. Cause I was CrossFit coach for so long. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, I mean, it's true, you know, just eat, eat real food and it doesn't have to be boring. My girlfriend is a meal prepper. She prepares uh, meals for her clients and a lot of them, you know, say that they don't like to eat healthy because it doesn't taste good. Mm -hmm. I can tell you right now, I eat her food every single day and that is completely false. We have cookies and cakes and muffins and ice cream and anything you could possibly think of. There's a healthy way to make it. Okay. So I would say the main things to look out for are bad oils, things like canola oil, vegetable oil, safflower oil, corn oil, soybean <laughs> oil, those, those types of things. Instead, Avocado oil, okay. coconut oil, um, extra virgin olive oil, hmm. grass-fed butter and ghee. Those type of things can all be substituted. Okay. Uh, also, any artificial ingredients are not good. Um, high sugar content is not good. Again, depending, you know, if you're a bodybuilder, you need massive amounts of sugar. But for the average person, you shouldn't be shoveling sugar and, uh, you know, carbohydrates. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't want to go too nitty gritty. That's kind of the basics. Yeah. No, that's struggling. Yeah. That's perfect. Cause I, I kind of feel like everything is kind of like the Pareto principle, you know, 80% of your problems come from 20% of mm. uh, your issues. So if you can, I may, I might've said that wrong, but you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, so like for me, I've, um, one of the big things I did a long time ago was I, I lost track of my weight and I got, for lack of a better term, I got real fat. And I used an app. It was just kind of random when the iPhone first came out. I just found an app and it was simple. I just tracked my, what I ate, you know, and I didn't do anything crazy. It was just, I kept track of what I ate. And through just the simple process of counting calories, I eliminated the foods that were the worst for me. And by doing that, it broke my habit of drinking regular soda. And I dropped mm. like 80 pounds in 10 months, I think it was just by wow. keeping, just by keeping track of my diet. So I'm telling you guys out there, everything he's saying is absolutely true. And if I can do it, everybody out there can do it. And for me, what works is just keeping track of things. Just the simple fact of logging food into my phone kept me honest. Yeah. Subconsciously, it kept me and said, okay, I can't eat that because I know, I know how many calories are in that. And it's, it's something simple, but I, you know, like I said, I'm, embarrassed to admit it, but I struggle with that. And if I don't keep track of things, things get out of control. And like, just like, you know, Taylor's talking about that, those fake foods are too easy to, to eat. You know, you can eat a bag of chips, just like nothing. Everybody knows that a bag, you know, Oreos, you can down a box of Oreos, like nothing. Um, well, yeah. First off, I want to say congratulations on losing all that weight. I, that can be challenging, I'm sure. But second, I want, I want people to get away from the thinking that calories are bad. Calories are not bad. It's the type and quality of calories that you're eating. So normally I don't recommend people track their food. Okay. Interesting. I think people should have a sense of what they're eating. So I do recommend people track for, you know, a, a month or up to three months. If that doesn't cause them massive amounts of stress, you know, mm -hmm. Oh, I forgot to log this, you know, I don't want you to get all cut up in logging. Okay. That's why I say eat real quality food because okay. it doesn't necessarily matter how many calories you eat. If you're eating quality food, of course, like if you eat 5,000 calories and you don't have any exercise in your lifestyle and you know, you're probably going to gain weight unless you're like seven feet tall. Right. But so the answer is it, it all depends. Okay. No, that's, a, that's an interesting point. And I, I never really thought about it like that, but I, I think, I think that makes a lot of sense. Cause like you said before, if you eat natural food, you really can't overeat. And well, I, yeah. And like 500 calories of, uh, like, a 
nice salad with uh, grass-fed and finished steak mm-hmm. is different than 500 calories of, you know, potato chips and right. a soda. That's different. There's a nutrient density in the fruits and vegetables in the salad, and especially, you know, uh, grass-fed red meat is one of the most nutrient-dense foods on the planet. So you're getting nutrients that your body mm-hmm. needs in the processed stuff. There's no nutrients. It's just right. empty calories that yeah. massively inflame you. That's interesting. That, you know, I'm glad you said that. that. That's a really interesting way of thinking about that. And I, <laughs> that's one of those things that I, I kind of, I think I knew subconsciously, but I never really put it together, but that's, that's a good way to think about it. And I think, like you said, getting stressed out about the counting calories, I've noticed I've, I've done that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you might have given me a breakthrough today. Nice. Uh, as I'm thinking about this, cause I, um, I mean, just on a side note, like I've, um, I signed up with a trainer and I'm going back to the gym very aggressively cause I was letting myself go again. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one thing that's I'm struggling with is I'm not dropping weight. My body fat isn't changing. So I'm trying to figure out I'm doing something wrong, you know? And, and, and I think that's it. I think what you said is it's the diet. It's I'm not, I'm still not eating the right foods. And that's the one thing I'm struggling with, but I'll say to anybody out there with that problem, because a lot of my clients come to me with the same thing. They think they're doing everything right. Why am I not dropping weight? Well, there's many factors that go into it. First and foremost, you have to be eating less calories than you're burning, right? That's just a fact, but that becomes much easier. Once you focus on the quality of those calories, instead of stressing out about, Oh, how many calories it's like, it doesn't matter so much if, if you're eating good quality food and moving throughout your uh, day, that should be fine. And instead of working out, I want you to focus on living an active lifestyle. Okay. So the only reason that gyms and working out became a thing is because we as human beings stopped moving and doing things all day. We were now sitting behind a computer, just typing away for eight hours and just being sedentary, then we go home and sit on the couch and we wonder why we're you know, getting so fat because it's a combination of that and diet and poor sleep habits and stress. So live an active lifestyle. Your, your default state should be moving. Right now I'm sitting down, I'm at my parents' house, but at my place I have a standing workstation. Okay. Not that standing all day is good for you either. You, it's movement. So. Right. Uh, take breaks, go outside, walk around, do a couple air squats, do some push-ups. Not enough for like a whole workout, but just, you know, move, move your body through different ranges of motion. That's also partly why people are so stiff now and they have trouble, you know, touching their toes because if you don't do that, your body is not going to think, you know, there's, your body thinks that there's no reason why you need to get in that position if you haven't done it for 10 years, Right. you know? Uh, so a combination of, eating real quality food, living an active lifestyle, quality sleep, like I already mentioned, and lowering your stress levels, which can be a combination of a whole lot of different things. Um, But also spending time in nature, you know, getting outside and literally connecting to the earth, to the ground, like with bare feet, that is very powerful too. That can reduce stress. There's a reason why, you know, forest bathing is a thing. There's a reason why you feel good when you go to the beach. Um, and it can also reduce inflammation. So, I mean, for, there's so many things we get into from like water quality to toxins and EMF exposure, but the basics of quality sleep, real food, active lifestyle, those got to be in place. So it sounds like what you're saying is everyone needs to go by a farm in the middle of nowhere, 10 acres. <laughs> that would be ideal. I mean, that that's, that's my dream right there. It's just to, yeah. to live in a log cabin in like Montana or something and just enjoy nature. I mean, that's. Well, yeah. Cause we as, we as just a human species have gotten so far away from, from human beings. Yeah. Like if you were to take a person a hundred years ago and show them the, the daily life of a human, like just an average human now they would like they would think we're aliens like what are you guys doing like we're living in basically complete opposite of how we were designed to live we're staying inside all day first thing we're doing is checking our phone so Mm -hmm. 
you know, first thing off the bat, people either watch the news, go on their phone, see their inflammatory social media feed, start complaining about, oh, this and that. Like, yeah. and it's like, geez, like the, the first thing you do when you wake up should not be get stressed out and irritated. Yeah. And then we spend eight hours of our day. If you have a nine to five at a job you don't like, you complain about going there, you sit in traffic, you get all, all stressed out again. Yeah. Um, you're in this climate controlled room. You never get hot. You never get cold. Everything's comfy, cozy. And then you come home, lay on the couch, watch TV, eat bad food and get bad sleep. And then you wonder why you're not happy, healthy, or productive. It's like, because everything's opposite of how, yeah. how we were meant to live. I, I couldn't agree more. That's, and sad to say, I'm guilty of a lot of that. I'm, <laughs> you're describing a, a large portion of my day, unfortunately. Um, but before I get too down on myself, I know we're getting close to our, our end here, but um, I, I want to give you a chance. You do so much more than just health. I know we kind of focused on health because I think that's a huge part of, I personally, from experience, I think getting your health in line first is kind of most important because once you feel healthy, once you feel energized, you're more likely to pursue those business ventures. You're more likely to have motivation to, you know, to pursue those dreams that you have. So that's kind of why we, we focused on this. But um, if you don't mind, kind of just tell the listeners, you know, what else you do, because I know you do so much more. That's why I wanted to have you on. But you offer so many other services besides just health and, and fitness. So, um, you know, tell people where they can find you, what else you do. And then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll wrap up here pretty soon. Yeah. Well, I mean, I really only, I guess, provide one service, one, one paid service really. And I, I coach social entrepreneurs, impact entrepreneurs on how they can maximize their health, happiness, and productivity so they can, you know, scale their oh. business and fulfill their entrepreneurial vision. But I think that's, I mean, it's, I think you're underselling yourself because honestly, like it's, you say it's one thing, but that's what you're describing is, is it's so holistic that I think it covers so many different areas that it's right. You know, that's yeah. kind of, it's, it's, I mean, I was looking through all your stuff. Like the reason I said that is you, you know, it's, you really kind of cover all the bases, even though it kind of seems like one thing it's, it's a lot of little things combined that really, I think is what people need. And that, that's why I think you do such an awesome job. And that's why I think your, your services are great. So thank you. I kind of interrupted you. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, no worries. Uh, I appreciate that. What I meant was, I guess that I won't coach you if all you want is a personal trainer. Okay. I get people hitting me up all the time. Hey, I need a personal trainer. Can you do that? No, I can't because what you most likely need is not a personal trainer. What you probably need to start with is better sleep and then fixing yeah. your nutrition. And then we can talk about living an active lifestyle and moving. There's a reason why I teach exercise it's, it's step number five in my program. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't talk about exercise, you know, unless the client wants to do something on their own, that's totally fine. But I, I don't talk about it in my program until like two months in, because it's really not that important. It's mm. not like, yes, it is important in, you know, the grand scheme of things, you have to have everything in place in order to live a healthy lifestyle. But the people who come to me, they don't have quality sleep. They don't have uh, proper nutrition, they're stressed out, they don't know how to manage their time effectively. So all those things come first. One thing we didn't mention is relationships. Yeah. And not just uh, relationships in business, which a lot of my clients think of, you know, networking and making business deals and stuff like that, but personal relationships. There's a study done out of Harvard University that followed people for, I think it might still be going. Um, Actually, I don't know if they're still alive anymore, but they literally followed people throughout their entire life. And what they found was that the single biggest factor that led to a long and healthy, fulfilling life was not whether or not they smoked, was not their diet, but it was the quality of their relationships with the people that they loved. Interesting. Like, for example, if you're married and you have a really close connection with your spouse, it doesn't necessarily matter if you eat unhealthy and smoke and all that stuff. Like, of course, if you don't, you know, if you right. optimize your lifestyle, it's going to be better. But if you're happy, like true, I mean, truly happy, like no complaints, you love your life, you're fulfilled. That's the most important thing. Like I would get on my parents all the time for, you know, not eating perfectly or not exercising every single day. And you need to be taking these supplements. And it's like, yes, all those things are important, but like 
they're really happy. And that's the most important thing. So I started to let off a little bit. So it's like, you don't need to stress yourself out over all these things if you're truly fulfilled in your relationships. And I think where people misunderstand that is they're like, oh yeah, I'm happy. But like, no, I mean, are you actually fulfilled with how you're living? Like there's no, oh yeah, maybe I wish I was a little bit better at this. Like you're hundred percent satisfied with your life. And that's, that's difficult to come by um, with your relationships specifically. So that's very important. Um, but yeah, that's, that's more of what I, what I meant when yeah. I don't provide all these different services. I won't coach you on one thing specifically because I now understand that it takes all of those six pillars of right. human performance that I mentioned. Um, and yeah, I, again, I coach only social entrepreneurs. Okay. Obviously everybody can benefit from the six pillars of human performance, but I only coach one-on-one, um, you know, entrepreneurs who are making a positive impact. Now, everybody can go download the, the 432130 method. That's totally free, the free PDF. And then there's an upsell once you download that to get access to what's called the Rituals of the Optimized Entrepreneur course. Mm-hmm. And again, it's marketed towards entrepreneurs. But again, everybody can benefit from that sure. because it's just morning uh, ritual, which we didn't discuss, but it's the cages method and the evening ritual. And I go super in depth into that okay. and why the first hour of your day and you know the last hour of your day are sacred and you need to maximize that in order to be productive throughout the whole rest of your day. So yeah, that's something that everybody can use. Also my podcast, oh, yeah. Captain's Lifestyle Podcast. Get Very a cool. lot of stuff out on there. But. How long have you been doing the podcast? Yeah, podcast, I started in... Uh, 2019, I believe. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So yeah, big things coming for the podcast. I don't know if you're familiar with Gary V, but yeah, uh, yeah, he's going to be coming on my show twice, once next year and then once the year after. So wow. yeah, podcast is, is going well, putting out two episodes a week. Okay. A lot of amazing guests. I interview um, charitable company founders. Uh, so social entrepreneurs who I believe in their business, what they're doing on their strategy, you know, what's working for them, why they started, as well as subject matter experts in the realms that we talked about today. You know, any of the six pillars, sleep, mindset, exercise, nutrition, that type of stuff. That's very cool. That's awesome. Well, I want to be respectful of your time. Um, I, we could talk for hours, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, this is fun. Yeah, no, I, you're, I'll offer to you. You're all, welcome back anytime. I know like I said before, we, you have so much I wanted to talk about. I know I just kind of touched on a, on a few things, but um, please, you're welcome back anytime. I love everything you're doing. Um, so it's the, uh, the Captain's Lifestyle is your website, captainslifestyle.com, correct? I w- yeah, I would say info.thecaptainslifestyle.com okay. is the best place. That's, if you scroll down, there's links to my social medias, the podcast on all platforms, and okay. also my website. Yeah, and then we'll, we'll link to all that too. And before we close out, we always like to ask if there was one thing that you could tell someone right now, one piece of advice you could give someone that could put them on the right path. What would you, what would you tell, tell them the one thing to do is right now? Yeah. I'm going to steal this from, I believe it was uh, Tim Ferriss's podcast. He asked people, it was either Tim Ferriss or Ben Bergeron. I, I can't remember, but it's relax. Okay. Like this is probably not going to matter in five years. I think so many people, get stressed out about these little things. You know, they got cut off in traffic. They dropped their glass of water and it broke and shattered on the floor and they have to clean it up. You know, whatever thing is going on in your life, it's probably not going to matter in five years. So don't stress yourself out about it. Anxiety comes from either stressing about what could potentially happen in the future or what has already happened in the past. Anxiety comes from not living in the present moment. Hmm. So that's what I would say. Relax. It's probably not going to matter in five years. That's awesome. That's awesome advice. And that's, I think, advice that I need to uh, take to heart myself. <laughs> we all do. It's difficult. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. I think that's a perfect place to end. Um, like I said, it, it's been awesome. Thank you for coming on the show. Uh, for anyone out there, again, we're going to link to uh, all of Taylor's stuff on our website and our social media. So please check him out. Uh, as you can tell, he's an awesome guy, ton of information. Um, he's one of those guys that is a life changer. 
all around. And that's why we wanted to have him on and kind of help him get his, uh, his message out there. So thanks again to Taylor uh, for this is Brian for the nothing Owned podcast signing off. Talk to you guys soon.